0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the November 15th edition of Warcomp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Fols with Floyd Scarn and Kelly. Let's get started with our litigation report. The California Supreme Court declined to hear the controversial 6th District Court of Appeal Guzman decision. The Guzman case was jointly decided by the WCAB with the companion Almarez case in September 2009. The two cases have been characterized as the alvarez guzman decision by the industry. However, since each of the two applicants reside in different Court of Appeal districts, each have taken a separate path through the appellate system. The Guzman case was appealed to the 6th District Court of Appeal, and the court issued a published opinion this August, essentially upholding the WCAB. Now that the Supreme Court has declined to hear the Guzman case, the 6th District Court of Appeal opinion is final in binding law. Meanwhile, the parties in the Almeres case filed briefs in the 5th District Court of Appeal. The 5th District has not yet accepted or rejected the Almaraz appeal. Some believe that the Almarez Court was waiting to see what the Supreme Court would do. Now that the Supreme Court has declined to intervene in Guzman, the Almarez Appeal should move forward. The Almarez Court may agree with the now final outcome in Guzman and simply decline to hear the Almarez case or they may hear the Almarez case and write their own opinion that agrees in whole or in part with the outcome in Guzman. In the event that the 5th District disagrees with the 6th District Guzman decision, this would create a conflict which would invite the Supreme Court to now intervene. It seems, however, that the chances for California employers to obtain a reversal of the Almarez guzman decisions are now less likely. The Almarez case is now their only hope. The WCIRB has asked for a 27% rate increase in premiums next year, based in part by the risks of higher awards of permanent disability caused by these decisions. None of this is pleasant news for California employers. The state fund prevailed this week in a civil case brought by one of the terminated brokers. Here's what happened in the partially published opinion of Cumbra Incorporated versus the State Compensation Insurance Fund. The fund was a direct writer of insurance for most of its existence until 1993 when they began working with brokers. In 1995, Cumbra and their subsidiary Coachella Valley Insurance Service applied for and obtained certification to submit business as a broker for the fund. Brokerage contracts with the state fund were one-year agreements. By 2002, SCIF had reached a mandatory control level by the Department of Insurance because of SCIF's deteriorating financial condition. The Department of Insurance pressured SCIF to terminate unprofitable brokers to improve their finances. Cobra's loss ratio was consistently over 80% over a three-year period, so their contract was terminated. Skiff gave brokers an opportunity to appeal the termination decision, and Cumbra unsuccessfully appealed the termination. Cumbra then sued the state fund in civil court for damages under several theories. The case went to trial, and in 2009, a jury returned verdicts in favor of Skiff on all causes of action. The jury returned special verdicts, including a finding that Skiff's creation of the broker termination program was substantively rational, and that Skiff's decision to terminate Cumbria's broker status was substantially rational as well. The jury also found that Skiff provided Cumbria with adequate notice of the reasons for termination and a reasonable opportunity to respond. The broker appealed the judgment and after review of the procedure and evidence, the 4th District Court of Appeal affirmed the trial court judgment in favor of the state fund. And now our fraud report. A Laguna Hills man was convicted in California's largest workers' compensation premium fraud scheme. Michael Petronella was found guilty of 33 felony counts of insurance fraud and a sentencing enhancement for aggravated white-collar crime over $500,000. Petronella faced a sentence ranging from probation to over 48 years in prison. Petronella asked for probation, saying the state's prosecution has devastated his family. He was sentenced to 10 years in state prison. He was also ordered to pay $500,000 in restitution to the state compensation insurance fund. State officials and prosecutors say he operated a $38 million workers' compensation insurance fraud scheme. Two brothers pled not guilty to federal charges that allege they submitted bills that fraudulently sought hundreds of thousands of dollars from a government workers' compensation program. The two allegedly transported injured Postal Service employees to medical appointments that never took place. Roman and Roland Agajanian, both of Burbank, were named in a 30-count wire fraud indictment returned by a federal grand jury. The Agajanians were arrested by federal authorities and are free on $75,000 bail. They are ordered to stand trial on December 28th. The brothers operated two Los Angeles-based transportation companies. A&R Medical Transportation and V&Y Management Incorporated were doing business as prestige transportation. The indictment also alleges that the brothers grossly inflated the amount of their claims to the Department of Labor, Office of Workers' Compensation, as well as to private workers' compensation insurers. The indictment alleges that total losses are at least $300,000. And in financial news, Gen X announced last week that it agreed to purchase the workers' comp and disability management business of Rifle, Philadelphia-based Intracorp. The deal is expected to close within weeks, and Gen X CEO Peter Majeda will lead the combined businesses. The two companies provide services such as utilization management, case management, medical bill review, preferred provider organization networks, and specialty networks for employers, insurers, and third-party administrators. IntraCorp is the nation's largest case manager and GenX ranked third before this merger. IntraCorp is a unit of Cigna Incorporation, which will continue offering health management and wellness programs to employers and other buyers under the Care Allies brand. GenX is owned by Stone Point Capital, a private equity firm in Greenwich, Connecticut. Both companies derive about 80% of their business from workers' comp and the rest from disability and auto liability business. The state fund announced a 5.2% overall rate increase for 2011. The rate filing also includes changes that they claim will better serve California employers. This rate filing expands the merit rating range for accounts to improve the fund's ability to price businesses and to compete for employers with excellent performance state fund policyholders will also have more flexibility to choose how their workers compensation policy will be serviced the new rates apply to new and renewal workers compensation policies with an effective date on or after january 1 2011. after reporting a 2.4 billion dollar net loss for the third quarter ChARTUS. The property and casualty insurance arm of AIG says it plans to downsize 2% of its workforce as part of a year-end review. Media spokesperson Marie Ali said, however, that chartists will continue to hire across the board where they see the best potential for growth. The $2.4 billion net loss for the third quarter was driven largely by charges related to restructuring and losses from sales of assets. AIG president and CEO said he was extremely pleased to announce a few weeks ago AIG's plan to repay the U.S. government. AIG expects to close on the sale of AGF later this year and the sale of AIG Star and AIG Edison early next year. It is anticipated that some of the announced layoffs may involve staff in Chartus California operations. Details have yet to be released. And in medical news, doctors in the United States are still too cozy with drug companies, although they have managed to break some of those ties. Researchers at Harvard University and Massachusetts General Hospital did a national survey of nearly 2,000 primary care doctors. The study was reported in the Archives of Internal Medicine they found 84% of the doctors reported some type of relationship with drug companies. This showed a small improvement compared with 94% at the time of the first study in 2004. About two-thirds of the doctors accepted drug samples. 70% accepted food or beverages from drug companies, and 14% accepted payment in exchange for their professional services. Since 2004, several government and academic groups have pressured doctors to sever their ties to drug companies. Members of Congress have also been pushing to limit the influence of drug makers over the practice of medicine. Doctors in the survey say they now have fewer meetings with drug company representatives, dropping from an average of three a month to two. But researchers said the numbers are still unacceptably high. Coventry Healthcare and their division, Coventry Workers' Comp Services, has been named the number one preferred provider organization by Consumer Reports for 2009. The November Consumer Reports issue highlighted the best products of the year and published a feature article on healthcare. National PPOs were ranked based on the results of a satisfaction survey conducted by Consumer Reports National Research Center. Bruce Singleton, Senior Vice President, said Coventry was pleased to be recognized for their efforts in the PPO product space. This month, Coventry reported that its third quarter profit more than doubled compared to the same quarter last year. The Bethesda, Maryland insurer also raised its 2010 profit forecast. And in other news, the defense law firm of Floyd, Scarron, & Kelly has announced that Suzanne Honor Vangarov, the workers' compensation manager of the DWC Medical Unit, will join the firm in January 2011. Ms. Honor Vangarov will not only defend all aspects of workers' compensation matters for the firm, but will also contribute to the FSK educational programs given throughout California. Suzanne is well-known in the industry for her unique knowledge and expertise and years of valuable experience with the DWC. Currently, she is the manager of the Division of Workers' Compensation Medical Unit. She is in charge of the QME program, MPN, Independent Medical Review, Utilization Review, Spinal Surgery Second Opinion, and the Official Medical Fee Schedule. She speaks at the DWC educational conferences and she trains the workers' compensation judges and staff in medical fee schedules, the QME SSSOP program, and medical billing standards. She is also part of the EAMS development team. She is a gifted instructor and will be a valuable and effective attorney in the workers' compensation industry. The Floyd, Scarron & Kelly firm has 14 offices in California and Nevada serving the workers' compensation and employment law needs of employers and insurance carriers. The 60 attorneys in the firm welcome Suzanne to their offices. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, your iPad, or iPod. By searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Fols with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Please stop by again next week for more news.